Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins and everything in between. I'm Benedict and I'm feeling impatient. I'm Benedicta. Today is October 19th. This is episode number 156 and I'm feeling insecure. Oh, that's an unusual feeling. <laughs> Very unusual feeling for me. Maybe not as unusual as I pretend okay. to be, kind of. <laughs> but I do have that feeling every now and then. And it weirdly comes when too many people trust me. I get this like weird sense of like, why? are these people trusting that I can deliver what I say I can deliver? And then I get into this little loop in my head and I get a little insecure. And I think what's kind of added to it is that I was sick last week, so I didn't manage to do some of the things that I had decided to do. So that kind of fed into mm, it yeah. a little bit as well. Um, but luckily, though, at this point, like I know this feeling so I can acknowledge it and then just like kind of set it aside and start executing and just like let it be there. Um, because I, you know, theoretically, or I can talk myself on a theoretical level where it's like, I know how to do this. I have not sold stuff I don't know how to do. Like I can say that to myself. So even if I'm still feeling that kind of like anxious, like a little bit of insecure feeling, I still manage to just like do the next thing and kind of do the work and then. I know that the feeling will subside, I guess is the word. Um, but it's so just best, so weird. The best solution to anxiety around shipping stuff or delivering stuff is just shipping stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or action. Like, I think for the longest yeah. time when I was younger, I always felt like you needed to, like, I, I spent too much time on the plan or kind of thinking about how I wanted things to be or how I imagined things to be. And it's not until you do do the thing until you know how it actually feels, which is also the same thing with, you know, you can imagine having your own sass like I have, and then you do it and you're like, mm. um, it's like you have to start doing things because it's really hard to imagine how something will actually be when you're doing it. And I feel a little bit like you've been saying, you know, we have been saying like, it's not that many updates, like we're just doing the job or doing the work. And I think like looking from the outside, you know, running your own business it, from other people, it might look like all fun and games. And of course I try to, you know, portray that in social media and stuff. I try to spread some joy. Um, but a lot of the times you just got to do the job like you were doing with your composer, like it needs to be done. And you just keep on like working on it and working on it and then working on it. It's not all like, you know, new ideas and like, let's come up with a sales campaign. But after you've done that, you need to execute the sales campaign after you, you know, we need this cool feature, then you need to execute the feature. So a lot of the time it's just like heads, heads down doing the job, I guess, if you're the person actually doing, doing the job yeah. <laughs> um, and not just ordering other people to do the job, but still then you need to, to, I guess, manage the people. And that's also just like doing like executing and just like to grind of everyday business life and life in general i would say gotta take out the dishes every freaking day never ends yeah 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 <laughs> like cleaning the kitchen like oh i'm cleaning the kitchen and the next day it looks 
like the same it looked like the day before. <laughs> yeah, at least with business, you often move forward. Like there's things you need to do every day. Like in my business now, I guess in all businesses, you need to remember to kind of do your sales and marketing again and again and again without really knowing the kind of results or the future results. But I feel like some of this like home stuff, um, somebody asked in the community, I was like, what would you buy right now if somebody pitched it to you? And I was like, if somebody, if I had unlimited money, which I unfortunately do not, if somebody <laughs> pitched pitched me on like a, you know, housewife, but wrong word, but that's the only word I can like. Housekeeper. Yeah, but like, but more than that, because like a housekeeper will do whatever you kind of order them to do or like book them to do. Like they will clean, they will, like we have a cleaner that comes in every week actually. Otherwise, <clears throat> I this would be like a health hazard zone. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's more than that. It's like all of those things that goes into a household. Like if, you know, what I write, you know, the typical stereotypical, you know, stay at home kind of wife would do. Like if somebody created a service like that and it probably exists for the super rich. So I probably just need to be super rich but if they pitched me on like i'll just do all of those things for you and you just need to show up for meals and like you know spend time with my family but not organize the whole household oh boy that would be yeah that would that be something <laughs> and just yeah just making sure like everything runs smoothly and because when you have a business and you have your household it's like running two businesses in a way um especially when yeah. you you know get a family and stuff so on on that note, like in the links, there, in the links in the description, there will be a link to two different refrigerators, and I would love everybody's opinion if I should get the black one or the steel one, because that's like what I need to decide um, this week <laughs> on the household <laughs> side of things. <laughs> and you, how you were feeling um, impatient? Um, yeah, I'm feeling impatient because um, one of the things I worked on in the last couple of days was we have a database table where we store all the delivered messages. And for one, we keep we usually keep track of the state, like are they opened, are they sent, are they did they fail or whatever. But we are also storing the rendered email in that database column. So we render it to HTML and text and, and all the headers and stuff like that, and then we store it in that column. And um, I recently looked at just like table sizes in our database, and this one is by far the largest table because um, combined with that work in the message composer, in the old message composer, where dragging and dropping um, images would embed them as like inline images. Ooh, um, I remember that, that yeah. Yeah, that, like that column, like for at least for some of the messages we sent, that column is like megabytes. <laughs> so, I, at some point, I was like, okay, yeah, this uh, this doesn't scale. Like this, this is not good for the future. Um, so I spent last week basically refactoring our code to store those images, or not those images, those rendered emails on Amazon S3, um, and now. I have to get like gigabytes of data <laughs> from our table into Amazon S3 and then uh, also update the table again so we know which file on S3 correlates to that message and stuff like that. Um, and it's it takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're just impatiently waiting for gigabytes of data to be transferred? Yeah, that's basically well, actually at at this very moment it's not transferring anything. Um because um uh, my naive implementation was just too slow like it would have taken a couple of days at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um so one of the tasks for today is figure out how to do this in parallel without doing like without duplicating the work and accidentally and accidentally transferring a file twice and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I'd have to figure out a solution to maybe I don't know do like five five processes with like fifty threads each or something like that. So it's a little bit faster because apparently, I mean, no surprise, but Amazon S three can properly take it. Um, so the question is like, how fast can we get stuff out of our database and over there? But if I get it down to a day or two, then I'd be happy. Uh, a, a week or a month isn't really an option, I guess. <laughs> I remember when I was a student, there was like this lore about this um, interview question about how to transfer a bank's transactional data from like one place to a backup location. Mm -hmm. And like looking at, you know, transferring all that data over the wire and how many days that was going to take. And the solution that they actually were looking for these kind of consultant interviews, they were going to be, I think, like IT business consultants or something. That's at least where the story came from, is that the fastest solution was to export it all, put it on the trailer and drive it to this other location in the state. Because this was within the US then and drive it to this other location and then yeah. read the tapes because that was faster than trying to like push all of that data over the, the wires um, within the US. And I always found that fascinating. And, and almost nobody comes up with that solution because it's so out of the box. So when they ask, like, how can we transfer this data? Everybody looks at different scenarios on how to transfer it digitally and not driving trucks, right? But, but that yeah. ends up being... So maybe you could like export it to a hard drive and like send it to Amazon and they'll import it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in the end, like I like both our like both our database and S3 bucket are probably in the same data center or if, pro, if not in the same, it's probably close because they're within the same Amazon region. Mm -hmm. Um so I guess it's already, I mean, already as good really as, as really it close. can be. Yeah. Um, I just have to figure out a way to, yeah, make it a little bit more efficient. Uh, and maybe like at some point I should probably also just give up and be fine that it takes a little bit more time because like if I spend a week figuring out a solution, so it, so could it have takes been a transferred. instead of a week. It could have been already been done, right? So yeah. uh, it's one of the. But I really I want a service. I think I mentioned that before. I want a service that does this to my Google Photos, because I have so many photos and I have so bad internet that I will never be able to get them down onto a hard drive. So I want to like sign in somewhere, give them my password or access or something, and then have them sit somewhere with like really good internet, download all of my photos onto a hard drive, and then send me the hard drive. If you know of such a yeah. service, please let me know. Because otherwise, they're going to be there forever and ever. Yeah, like I don't know the service for Google Drive, but I'm using Backblaze um, for basically cl cloud backups of my computer. Mm -hmm. So it's sending incremental updates every every hour i think but one reason why i chose backplace uh, uh or 
uh, whatever backblaze i think uh, one reason why i chose them is because they have exactly the service um they they if like at this point it's probably hundreds of gigabytes of data that i'm storing with them and if i ever need to restore my computer from scratch I, I can I can send them a message and they send you a hard drive of all your data and you can just plug it in. They I oh think God. they charge you for the hard drive. This. I think yeah. they charge you for the hard drive, but they refund it uh, once you send it back. So you can basically transfer the data and then send the uh, the hard drive back and you're good. That's cool. Okay, never used it though. This. So far. So far, I got lucky. So I you guess. never tested the backup because I had a cyber <laughs> job once where they realized after I deleted a file that their backup wasn't working properly. So it took them three <laughs> months to re recover the file. Oh no! <laughs> I I I restart I restart stuff from the backup, but only like individual files or like an in individual folder. I never. I never had to re set up everything from scratch um, so mm. far, so fingers crossed. <laughs> I feel like, but my it's good whole to have the option, I guess. Yeah, I feel like my whole salary for that summer job was like worth it when they realized they had to redo their their backup <laughs> because this was a huge <laughs> consultancy, and <clears throat> you know they they've never tested it before, and I I tested it on something not so important, and they ended up having to like re redo their processes and make sure that this this was working for for other people or you know for their company at whole, but but yeah, so I do have some good news though. Oh, you know you already know them. But my I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no idea what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I've been talking about my, and now I call it build in public plus content combo that I was trying to sell to a database company um, so that I could redo prune your follows. And they said yes. And the company Xata or Saita, I think it's like data, Saita with an X. Um, so we'll be rebuilding Prunier Follows with uh, Sata and Next Auth and Gatsby, which I think is a lot of fun using the Next Auth package, which is basically made for Next.js since it's called Next Auth, but it works with Gatsby. So we'll do all of the authentication through the Twitter authentication with the Next Auth package, and then we'll store all the data in um, Sata and use Gatsby to scaffold the whole thing. So that's going to be fun. So already started this week. So we kind of closed it after we record last week. The money came in on Friday and boom, we are going this week. So got a lot Very to do cool. before I go to San Francisco. I'll let, <laughs> let you know because did I finish my talk? No, I did not. Do I now have three jobs to finish before San Francisco? Yes, I do. And I will get it done. Um, even though I'm insecure, <laughs> I will get it done. I do. I actually do thrive on these like crunch times. It took Ula a while to see that I actually, because I complained, but I do love them. So I'd rather have like slow times and then like really like crunch times than kind of a higher output over time, I guess. So I'm kind of like excited to, to just like get a lot of stuff done and shipped and out the door and all of that. Um, but yeah, so we'll be building in public and uh, like I always do. And then we're going to do some streams and I'll be writing two articles as well on, on SATA. Very cool. Congrats on yeah. landing that, uh, landing that gig sort of. Yeah. It's a gig, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's, it is a gig, the gig economy doing gigs all around. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's going to be super interesting because it's one of those things, like I said, like 
I, I imagine this to be something I will enjoy and want to do more of if possible to like help companies by creating real world examples and kind of building in public and getting proper customers for it and like making something real, I guess, or as real as it can be and kind of generating content off of that. And because what I haven't really, because I've looked down this path before it's been very much like just grinding out content, like articles that are kind of very surface where it's more like tutorial, like how to get started with this and how to get started with that. Like a lot of companies want a lot of content, like developer content. And I hadn't been like, mm, it didn't feel kind of right. But if I get to do like really fun kind of side project things that where you have to solve also the hard kind of difficult cases and not just like the straight path of creating a tutorial and then having that be the source of the content then yeah I can do that kind of content like that that is more interesting for yeah. me and also the code in itself is is really the content right so uh but we'll see like if it's you know I imagine it to be a thing that I would would like to do more of in the future um but we'll see like we did the the work for Cloudinary on the Gatsby plugin maintenance which is also something we thought we'd like and now we're doing it and we're liking it so yay to that gonna keep on doing that and then this is a different avenue where it's let's see and um if not it's a one-off and if if you really enjoy it try to sell more of it so so you might have seen me on you know on twitter already like being my tech influencer personality went to coffee shop <laughs> took some photos um it's also an excuse to actually go and do some fun things you know, because you need to, yeah, because it's more fun than just being like I'm at home, like coding on this, like, and it's stuff I used yeah. to do, and I just remember have to remember to do more of it, so the grind doesn't feel so grindy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you also like I don't know? You said like you you're going to build this and you're going to write two articles about it. Mm -hmm. Are you also considering like live streaming it or just like are you just like recording? your work while you do it not necessarily to like basically maximize the amount of sawdust sawdust you get out of this by just i don't know recording it and then maybe you can repurpose it later on or yeah maybe it's hard when you go to a coffee shop to like record yourself doing the work um but i mean more just like a screen recording would probably okay be okay right yeah yeah i should probably do uh, more of that like so far when i've been doing build in public for my own project it's been mostly kind of tweets and screenshots but i'm going to try to be better with like gifs because they do really well i feel like when you can see a little bit of movement like you can see a little bit of what you're working on um so i'll try to do more of that and then we also do our weekly streams so we'll be working on kind of sata and gatsby on some of the streams while working on this Got so it, it's yeah. kind of uh on you know because that's what i do and i'll probably also write you know some of my emails will be on this because it's going to be top of mind like how you know these are the problems i encounter and that's kind of what fuels my own content as well um so i need to like add a section now to my website i need to figure out a way to be like you know cloud is a customer xata is a customer like this is what they paid for this is what they didn't pay for like i need to be you know, ethical about it. And also by law in Norway, I need to disclose if I get paid to do stuff uh, that turns into marketing. So I need to kind of make a way to, because even if I like write about them in five years and they're not like paying me, but I maintain pruner follows. And if it's still on their service, like it needs to be just noticed that in 
2022, like I did this project for them, they sponsored, you know, the initial build of, of uh, Pruner follows. So I need to figure out how to do, do that in a way that is, is, is noted, like it, it's true, but also not overdo it. Like, cause you can't, yeah. like every tweet can't have like, I mean, it's only 280 characters. If you're going to like, this message is <laughs> on every tweet, then like that. Yeah. That just yeah. Weird as well. So. By the way, how does it work? Like with terms of like intellectual property and stuff like that, are you basically, do they pay you for building this and mentioning them in the process or do they actually own any of the assets, like the code and like the domain and stuff like that? They own nothing. I'm very proud oh. of myself. <laughs> <laughs> i nice. i put it into the contract that i may monetize this project in the future and also that i own the domain and that the code as of i think i said some date is mit but after that i could like future improvements i could decide to not open source but mm. i'll probably always open source it but like i wanted just to be i promise like a thing or we set a date on a lot of I added a date to a lot of things. Like for, until this date, it's gonna. I promise it to be open source. After that, it might be open source, and uh, we promise to keep it alive until a certain date, and pay all the expenses that you know to keep it alive. Um, but if we then want to close it down or like turn around and monetize it because it's become a super popular tool for people, then we can do that. So I I, I managed to keep those options pretty Kudos. open. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Almost that's really 40 now, you know, yeah. got some yeah. got yeah. some experiences under 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 my belt. <laughs> that's all pretty um, smart. <laughs> and I think also they really want it to be open source, so that kind of makes it kind of a no-brainer like this is MIT like anybody could use it, so they don't have to own it, we don't have to own it. Like it's you know, you you can fork it and do whatever you want. Um so that is different from like doing a project for a com like when I'm a consultant where it's like, this is going to be something that they don't want anybody to see. Right. Then you can use it or open source it. Um, but in this case, like the whole purpose is for it to be open source. And that makes it a lot easier to, to kind of talk about and, and, um, and yeah, keep, makes sense. keep in the open. But I mean, yeah. you could also see an option where, they pay you for it, but they own the code and it's still open source because it's in their best interest to have like a nice sample project out there. Yeah. So I would, you know, I don't know if we've specifically, <clears throat> I think we signed, yeah, I think we signed over. So whatever maintenance we do on the Cloudinary plugins, like we have no ownership of that code, but still it's, they're all MIT as well. But, but like yeah, we, yeah, makes sense. Um, it's but their yeah, no, code, so they can yeah, decide to relicense this at some point or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and also it's kind of on their GitHub, so it's on their GitHub, GitHub um, or under their GitHub organization, and they kind of have the complete access to it and can revoke our access at any point. While this project is going to be under the Queen Ray organization and, and will stay there for as long as I want it to stay there. So it's like more of a sponsorship than it is an actual. I would way, definitely right? see they sponsor the initial build of the next version of Premier Follows. So, yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And I think like this could be, but also it feels weird. Like, because for a long time, it's like, oh, I don't want to be sponsored. You know, I don't want to have anybody sway my opinion and, and stuff like that. But I guess I, I took a 180 on that. But it, I don't know. It feels a little bit 
finding something that I am comfortable with because I do see, you know, a lot of people just, you know, doing these like very short term engagement and like tutorials, which is also useful. But maybe I'll get there as well. Who knows? Uh, it just took a while to like be comfortable with doing it and doing it in a way that that I I could enjoy and kind of stand stand behind. Um, so yeah, and also this is this is weird. Like this is something I've done my whole life. Like talk about product. Like I love to be an early adopter. Like I sign up for all kinds of stuff and I talk about them, you know, publicly and I just love to like spread the message and I use all of these and I'm I'm usually also very forgiving like oh you're it, you know it's early days I get to 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 let them know like I see this as an opportunity improvement for you or like this isn't working you need to fix this and and now I get paid to do it it's like <laughs> should, should I have understood this years ago um <laughs> you're becoming an influencer that's what's happening right I'm becoming a tech influencer so everybody tech you know follow okay. me on yeah. follow me on Twitter and YouTube and everybody everything get those numbers up so I can do more of this that would be awesome very cool yeah I'm excited to see how it goes like um yeah what do you say in a week or two or well by the, by the beginning of November, if you like burned out by it, or if you still enjoy the experience, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be. I'll probably be a little burned out by the end of November, but not because of this project in particular. Just because, <laughs> just because I all of them, right? <laughs> all of them. Um, but yeah, so having you know, tr we'll see how it goes though. But try to do like a slow December would be would be nice. And also, I really love the holiday season, so. It can it can work out like do a little bit of a grind now or like a crunch time I guess and then and then uh, head on into the holiday season, um, but we're also yeah. doing of course like on top of all of this as I was mentioning my household, we are getting a new wood fireplace, we're getting the the chimney mm. refurbished, uh, and in all of this I realized that the new location for the refrigerator which is where the fireplace should be is not big enough for the refrigerator freezer combo that we have now. So I need to buy this new refrigerator. And now I don't, should I get the refrigerator in steel that matches the current kitchen? Or should I get it in black that matches the new fireplace <laughs> and my future vision of the kitchen? So I, I've already mentioned it, but like, this is, this is serious stuff. And, and the refrigerator has started like making weird sounds and the light has gone and I'm not sure if it's cold enough. So like, obviously we need a new refrigerator. <laughs> and all of this is also happening before I leave for San Francisco. So it's going to be a fun month. Yeah, sounds like it. Also, is it a smart idea to put a refrigerator next to the fireplace? No, that's that's why it's moving. That's why it's moving. So okay. it's moving to the okay. other corner. Okay. And I have, a, I have a kind of a cupboard in that corner but it's not big enough because we have a separate freezer and refrigerator. So it's a little too wide. So now I need a combo mm. one, like side by side. Right. So, okay. yes. Got it. <clears throat> I hope everyone is as interested in my kitchen as I am. It's <laughs> <laughs> always crazy. Like, like uh, my partner just got a new phone last week. And at first it was like, just, yeah, let's get a new phone because the old one's broken. Um, and then it's like, Oh, okay, but like now my case doesn't match, so I also get a, need to get a new case. And then, ah, okay, the new phone's camera is sticking out wider, so the the charging, uh, like induction charging thing, doesn't because it's not like lay, laying flat on it anymore. It's not like as efficient. So maybe we should get a new 
charging induction charger and like it's like it started out as, as one expensive purchase and then a lot of more additional like not as expensive but like more ex, uh, more expensive oh, and more this, purchases this, because of this, this. project <laughs> is is started expensive and it's getting it's way key, it's, expensive. It's, yeah it's it's I'm gonna stop way. after the refrigerator. I'm gonna stop after the refrigerator. Then it's gonna be a couple of years, and then I think until I do something um, new. But for kind of new listeners uh, or people who haven't heard me talk about this before, like I live in a in a household with my mo- with my mother, and just kind of took over the the property, and it's not been maintained for like 15 years or something, uh, and it's from the late 1800s. So. You know, if we keep on with this show for another 10 years, you're going to hear lots about <laughs> remodeling an old property because things Slow are breaking. And steady remodeling version. Oh my, I'm, I'm embracing it. Like, you don't know how often I remind myself that like slow and steady is the way to go because, you know, otherwise I think I would just kind of fall apart. Uh, there's so many things to do. So just slow and steady, slow and steady. And remember to have fun along the way. So I went to the morning rave again yesterday. Woo! That's cool. Yeah, I, I saw photos. <laughs> it's still funny to think. It's like, what, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., something like that? Oh, it starts at 7 a.m. But I was there. This time I was a little late. So I was there like 8.30. So I only got 30 minutes of dancing. But that's that's good. Like, I don't need two full hours of dancing to get the benefits. Um because I'm still coming, like my my cold is still there. Like I'm having a hard time, like getting started in the morning because it's not. How is how are you though? Are you over the? Are you back on? Yeah, yeah? mostly. Um, there's still like sometimes I have like this weird curve, like a little mm-hmm. bit. Like it's not not really a deep crawling one, but like just a little bit, and it doesn't go away. But uh, overall, it's good. Like no, yeah. I compared to my partner, I got a very mild. A yeah. mild case, I guess. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Do you have any other updates for us after after my household <laughs> rants? Um, yeah, not a lot, to be honest. It's mostly, yeah, like maintenance work that has been neglected for a while. So um, that doing that database thing, um, uh, wrapping up the um, event streaming destination for Amplitude, um, and then last week, uh, Leo and I did a lot of cleanup just on the com- message composer code. So now that it's basically feature complete, um, we went back into the code and like took a hard look at a, a couple of things and re- shuffled things around. And now the like the, the code starting to look as nice as the editor looks from the outside. So that's uh, yeah, I'm very happy about that because I feel like, especially with exploratory projects like this where you don't really know how things work and how things are supposed to look in the in the beginning it's super easy to make a big mess and let's be honest like the code was pretty messy uh just because <laughs> we tried uh, a, a billion things like we, some some features we had like two or three iterations before we got them right um like working correctly like or like feel good in the ux um but as a result, the code was a mess and there was stuff that didn't quite fit anymore or that wasn't used anymore or just like had a weird structure. Um, so we spent some time just like cleaning things up, moving things around. And it's a lot nicer now, especially 
that we figured out like a, a, a sort of a plugin system for mm. ourselves. So we have like the editor and then we plug in different components like the toolbar or the autocompletes for liquid. They are all self-contained modules now in a way. And that, that makes the code a lot more readable because there's fewer dependencies between things and, and stuff like that. So that was time well spent, I guess. And then <laughs> the other thing that happened last week, uh, I had a chat with Brian Cassell on uh, the Open Threads podcast about building software and shipping speed and stuff like that. So <laughs> we actually followed through on having that discussion on this show and then recorded us uh, for his show and i think it will be out in a couple of weeks and i probably tweet about it but that's about it i like it when things like that happen where it's a little bit of a crossover last week i actually had one of our listeners cam sloan who's made hopscotch which is a product tour sass um he was on the on, on the stream on our thursday uh treasure hunts in the shark waters around the gatsby islands um and that was a good that was a good show um so yeah, yeah he's been com- he's also been super active on well n- not sure if lately but uh at least for a while he's been super active like building in public and talking about his product and the struggles <laughs> and it's, it's very nice uh to read and uh to follow yeah yeah he said there there's going to be some um big news coming in the next couple of weeks so i said we'll try to to get him on at the end of the year to talk about mm. where he's at with hopscotch and hear the full full story because it seemed like he actually inherited the product product or something. He said something like that during the show, but we were mostly focused on like tech, you know, actually implementing it on the show. So I didn't get to dig into that, but he was absolutely open to that. So um, so that 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 can be an interesting conversation. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like we should do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, and until n- next week, where we have the guest that I announced last week, because. I was sick. My life's a mess. Um, so next week we'll be having um, Jeff from Outseta on. And he said, if anything, the story of Outseta has been slow and steady. So that's get to be on brand for on brand. next week. On brand. Um, until next week, I guess. Yeah. See you, then. See you on the interwebs. Bye. Bye.